0: what's going on everybody welcome to the ring the bell phillies podcast presented to you by manscaped i'm christy Francesco, dean holds up with jason kennett here with you guys happy memorial day to everybody we are recording this on monday evening i hope you all had a, a good time with family friends or if you were by yourselves then hope everybody had a good time and we're staying safe
1: uh guys how you doing
2: pretty good awesome.
1: had a beautiful weekend yeah nice absolutely. beautiful three day weekend Weather Uh, worked out perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah. Good weekend too. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Um.
0: So over the last ten games, our Philadelphia Phillies are five and five, which is pretty crazy. Uh, that the rest of the, the the division, the NL East, is just is just not good thus far. Uh, through over a quarter, a third of the season, um, the Atlanta Braves, the Phillies. And the Washington National, I'm sorry, the Braves, the Miami Marlins, and the Phillies and Nationals are all five and five in the last 10. The Mets are six and four. Uh the Phillies right now, Jay, they sit 25 and 28. And it's almost like they're at this point now uh where we see some glimmers of hope that they're that something's going on. Like, you know, they won those back to back wins against the Braves, the six to four win. The two to one win. Um, we're like, there it is. There's a little glimmer of hope there. And then they get you were
2: like, there it is.
0: And, and, then, and then they get smashed Sunday, 11 to four. Uh, and I'm going to, again, I'm going to, it feels like every week now I'm going to have to go on like a mini rant here about this team because it's just, things don't change uh, another bullpen game on Sunday. Um, Jay, where are you at after this past uh, week or so
1: with the Phillies? So I think early on when they were losing, I was, it'll even out. Let's wait and see. Give it 50 games. We're at that 50 game mark. And um, what's that old saying? You got to believe someone to, to tell you who they are. Um, mm-hmm. And at, at this moment, the Phillies just aren't a good baseball team. Um, I, I think we've seen so many of these, oh, you know, the it's starting to look better games this season that we all thought okay hey we're gonna turn it around there's been numerous sunday podcasts where i've said okay no we're look good this was turning point mm-hmm. um so it's tough to even say even after after saturday's game with wheeler to really say i'm super encouraged um just because it just the team just has looked terrible the last month of the season and outside of you know their kind of run last season mm-hmm. this has been a bad baseball team so it's it's at what point do we just trust them to tell us who they've been telling us who they are? So I have to believe what they're telling me. And they're just not where well, we went on that rant, how they were only supposed to win 84 games. We all thought it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think everybody I've talked to thought that this is a minimum 90 win baseball team. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what we bought. They sold it to us, but I, I don't know what we bought. Yeah, Dean. Uh, that was pretty uh pretty on the nose you mm-hmm.
2: know Jason saying I don't know I don't know what we bought because what we we don't know what they were selling mm-hmm. um great that that was actually that's that's a great way to put it um <clears throat> my statement is my stance is not going to change yeah. I don't think this team is going to make the playoffs I don't think this team is going to be very good. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say they're going to finish under 500, but they're probably 83 or 84 wins at the oh. max, 85 at the most, which is not going to get them in the playoffs probably. Um, you know, uh, I mean, they're, yeah, saying they are only three games under 500. I mean, and there, was a, there is a lot of baseball left. Don't get it twisted. Um, however, this team just doesn't look good. There is no, um, they outside of that one run, it's they just don't look good they're they have good players and that's i think that's the issue they you you bought a lineup and that has no chemistry yeah you could be yeah. friends with the you could be friends with chris you and me could play baseball together and we're we're great friends yeah um but we could have absolutely no chemistry um mm. hypothetically as um teammates uh Teammates, yep. you know, like uh, let, let's say I'm an outfielder and you're a shortstop and mm-hmm. you're my cutoff guy, and I just go, I'm going to heave at the home plate every throw, <laughs> you know, you know, the, the, regardless if there is somebody running home or not, it's just going to go to the catcher fucking one, you know, um, or there could be a guy like like, you know, Jay swings for the fences every bat, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't make you good teammates. You got to play as a team, um, and I don't think these guys know how to play as a team with this group of players. Um it's I think it's all coming to head this season. Just four years at close to close to five years. <clears throat> five seasons, right? Yeah. 1920, 21, 22. This is the fifth season most of these guys have been together. Mm-hmm. Um and um it's just coming to a head. And mm-hmm. I think it's it, this is what it's going to be all season. Um and we're gonna I, I'm not gonna get frustrated. Yeah. Because two weeks ago I said this team wasn't making the playoffs and they can't get out of their own way. I said to you guys uh you know yesterday, yesterday they yeah. can't get out of their own way. Yeah, you know, they you know I actually forgot it was a four game series. I was like, Oh shit, we took two or three of the Braves. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. No, primetime Sunday night baseball. What does Rob Thompson do? Puts out a bullpen game. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't go to that game last night. Well, I mean, it was in Atlanta. Atlanta but, yeah. Um, but still I'm like I'm glad I wasn't there. I would have been pissed, you know. Mm-hmm. I would have been leaving after the third inning probably. Um, I don't <laughs> stay for blowouts. I yeah. don't. They're boring. Yeah, uh, they they just are. You know. I might stay a little longer if we're blowing somebody out. Yeah. But why? I'm not. They're the, they're the longest games in the world. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. It's just, I mean, I have nothing else to really say about yeah. the matter. This team is is mediocre. That's what they are. Yeah. They're not good, but they're, they're not bad. They're just mediocre. They're just, they're there. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get your hopes up, but we're always going to, we're going to blue ball you every chance we get. <laughs> Which is crazy when you have the fourth highest payroll in baseball. Jay, I want to ask you
0: a, a hypothetical, of course. The Phillies don't make the playoffs. They, they win, what, 83, 84 games. There's no way you can bring Topper back, right? not with this team, not with the lineup that
1: he was given. I mean, there's just no way. How I, does, I mean, how does he come back? I think if after, after that run, they made last season. um Cause you can't even really me. I don't know because you missed, I get you. I think we said last week, I think Reese, Reese injury may be bigger than we all thought. Mm-hmm. um, you do lose, you know, a dude who, when he's on, he's on. Like, we know what he is, but he can give you, you know, we're really losing a lot of production. I feel like kind of with Sosa out there a lot, I know his defense, but you just – what what this lineup could be, um, man, I don't – it'd be tough to bring him back. I think mm-hmm. they'd give him one more chance to see kind of what the free agency happens. I think if, it's, if he's over 500, I think if he's like an 84, 85-win coach – I think they still bring him back and give him one more chance. If he's under 500, I think you have to get rid of him. I agree.
0: Um, Now to kind of go off what my issue is, and this is the second time it's happened this year now where it's such an important series and it's against the Atlanta Braves, which is at this point now the Phillies biggest rival uh, is it's back being a Phillies Braves rivalry the way it used to be back Mm in the, in the nineties. And um, yeah, what is going on? And this is for both of you. You have a bullpen game on a Sunday where you can take a three out of four against the Atlanta Braves going into a new week. Uh, what is going on with the thinking of this team? Not, uh, I can't blame the bullpen games on players because that's not their job. They're not built to do what is going on. 50 games in the regular season. Maybe game one, 45. When you know there's a stretch of games, sure you throw a bullpen game in there. But you know you're sure. at game 50 and you're on. Un- you're three games under 500, but you have a chance to take three or four in Atlanta. What yeah. is the thinking continuously? <clears throat> where one, these bullpen games are happening. Two is guys like Aaron Nola not available on three days rest. Three. What is taking Dave Dombrowski so long to figure out that a move has to be made now because we cannot keep wasting games, throwing bullpen arms out there to get smashed?
1: Man, you
2: asking me first. It I'll, either or I'll
1: run with it first, Dean. Yeah. Okay,
2: because um, <laughs> because he just said he didn't actually like direct it towards one of us, so I was like, <laughs> I, <don't> know. <laughs> so, um, I know he's he's. It's a question for both of us yeah. we didn't like mm-hmm. hey why don't you chime in first so that's why they're we just staring <laughs> was at each other <laughs> <laughs> good
1: jay <laughs> when your three top prospects in your minor league are starting pitchers and yes i understand painters hurt um to, it, it's not just you know you have a bullpen game it's the frequency of these bullpen games that you're having like you have nobody else. There's nobody you can can bring up to to throw some innings. There's nobody you have in in Triple A that's just been there for, you know, a, a ten year guy that just just bring him up, get get some games under him. Like, what does it matter at this point? Yeah. It's better than throwing, you know, wasting your bullpen, having to do a bullpen game, and it just it just shows you the the lack of whatever they're they're missing something. You just don't yeah. know what it is, but it just that's what it is. You look at it; it's like you. How do you have bullpen games this many, fifty games into a season? I know you. You know you have two other pitchers that are are top. Uh, you know your top three prospects. You have two. You're two of them right there. You can bring them up. Let you know. Let them go. They're projected to come up this year, and next year, anyway. Mm-hmm. Why not throw some of them early and let let's see what they are at this point? Like I know Painter, you can't, but Griff and 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 Abel, you can definitely see what they are at this yeah. point. So it's very frustrating not. Not and especially with Dombrowski, who's been not never been shy of bringing up pitching early. Mm-hmm. So it's just I don't know if it's because to me that speaks more to who they are as pitchers. If you can't bring them up in this situation, where like you yeah. said, it's you know it is only May, but it's a big series against Atlanta. You have a huge series coming up. I I do believe you know it, it, or has early in the season you could do it against the Mets because mm-hmm. they're you're right there with them, and then you get Washington. So these next few weeks are, are super huge. And pivotal to get this team in the right direction. So to not even trust either one of those kids to come up and throw five or six innings, it what are what are they as as prospects, and and then what are you doing to re- rectify it? There's got to be somebody out there in free agency or just sitting a, an arm that can come in and give you something better than what they've been receiving because mm. it's horrendous the pitching, especially the back end of it.
0: Yeah, for sure,
2: Dean. For- uh, I mean, I was thinking the same thing. I think when they did the first bullpen game of the season, I was like, "Why are they, is this how they're going to roll all season? Is every fourth or fifth start going to be a bullpen game?" You know, <laughs> I mean, you're almost handing the opposite team yeah a win. a win. Yeah, you know, very rarely do bullpen bullpen games really work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you brought up uh, Nola going on three days rest. We should not be doing. I, I'm not saying that you were condoning it, but right. we should not be doing. I mean, I should be starting Taewon Walker on three days rest. I know may, I know, you know what I mean? Who has actually pitched pretty well in his, Mm -hmm. uh, his five of his last six starts. He's Mm -hmm. been quality, you know, kind of like Nola has been solid, which goes back to what I've been saying. We don't have a number two pitcher. Mm -hmm. We have an ace with, with Wheeler or, Air quotes ace with Wheeler. We don't have that bridge guy between Nola, who is a solid number three, mm-hmm. Walker of four, and Ranger of five. You're four and five starters. They don't have to go seven, eight innings. Yeah. They can you can manage them by going four and two-thirds to like six and two-thirds. That yeah. can be their range, maybe seven here and there. But like you've said before, Suarez can barely get you four innings sometimes. Yes, I know. Who it's a shame. Because he's a really good pitcher, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have stamina at all. Yeah. Uh, Walker seems to be coming around. Nola seems to be bouncing out a little bit. Yeah. Wheeler's pitched decent, but we still, we're missing that other pitcher. We need that other pitcher that can get you every fourth to fifth day. I'm going to give you six, six and a third, maybe seven and a third, and and not tax that bullpen every third, every fourth day to where by the end of the year, even if you make the playoffs, they're going to be exhausted. Because you're overworking their bullpen. And I I just I look at that and go, this this is a recipe for disaster. It is. Doing a bullpen game. It's 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 one thing to start Ranger Suarez and go, Oh, I'm gonna pull him at four and a third. All right, whatever. Four and a third for a fifth starter is what he is, mm-hmm. is not the end of the world. The Dodgers used to do Rich Hill and they went to the World Series in back to back years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, with, right. against the, the Astros mm-hmm. and the Reds and the Red Sox right yeah. your fifth starter can can do that and you gotta you get your 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 long reliever who try to get you three more innings and you're basically bringing your setup and your closer at that point you know yeah. um but they can't even do that they're just like hey uh go out there and get me one inning and then it's another inning and and you're you're using nine pitchers a game that is that is you're not going to win anything you're not even going to win games like that let alone a world series which is the end goal of professional sports is yeah. to win your league's respective trophy. Mm-hmm.
0: Dean, uh, D, I'm sorry. Uh, Jason, has we heard Topper come out and say anything regarding why these bullpen games are happening uh, right now? Has there been an, and I don't want to use the word excuse. Has there been an, an explanation as to why not one arm in their entire minor league system as a starting pitcher can come up and throw four or five innings?
1: I haven't heard him come out. I haven't heard the organization say anything yeah. really. Like and you'd think, I just I was just kind of rolling scrolling through uh, the MOV pipeline, and there's so many, there's so many guys that you're looking through that are AAA arms mm-hmm. that you could just and I, and I get it, it's not a deal, mm-hmm. but to have to just like Dean said too, like we've all stated, like outside of what Noli used to be, he's not this year, and, and Wheeler, you're not getting innings, and and the bullpen they're not looking as good as we thought they were. You know, I said it last week. If I, if you had told me Alvarado was going to be your staple, I would say you're crazy. And now looking at it, it's just, I don't know what they're, I don't know what you can fix. I don't know what you can do. Cause I really believe this was a team that had an opportunity to make a run at the world series. Again, I think we all kind of thought it, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know what move you can make at this point. I don't think there's a singular move that can be made at this point to really turn it around. Cause I don't, they're not, they're not on the level of the Braves. The Braves just seem to always have talent and, and man, right now they're not even the level of the Florida Marlins. So
0: I, 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 don't, I just agree. don't know what you do. Uh, I don't either. Uh, look, they, and they have a pretty good schedule coming up for them. The three against the Mets, three against Washington. Then they have three against the Dodgers. I'm sorry. Three against the Tigers. And then three against the Dodgers. And they play, They usually play the Dodgers pretty well. And then they go into this. Um, Got swept this, this year so far. Oh, well, And then they have a seven-game stretch after next week. Four in Arizona against the Diamondbacks, and then three against the A's. I think that's going to decide the rest of the summer for the Phillies is these next three weeks of games, because that's going to put you um, at the end of, of June You've got three against the Braves, three against the Mets, the Cubs, and you go against the Nationals. But when you have the Mets here, the Nationals, the Tigers, the Diamondbacks, and the Athletics, man, you're that puts you all the way into mid to end of June now, and that's going to put you mm-hmm. closer to the All Star break. Um, I think, and those Jake, are all
1: teams we're chasing right now too. Exactly, yeah. that's the think, issue.
0: Do you think it's fair to say we're going to know how the rest of this season? Is going to turn out or maybe how The all how the the trade deadline Should turn out by mid June
1: I don't know by mid June I, I think give it to the end of June I think that's It's so big because Like we said you know we have two series Between the beginning You know now and, and the end of June you have two series Against the Mets you have the two With the two with Washington you know Your are trailing Arizona who's already handled You pretty well you get Atlanta again So it's all teams that you need to catch up in the scoreboard. I think by the end of June, we're going to know what this team is. Um, I do believe right now we know what they are. I I truly believe that was sad to say at this point, Um, because, you know, when you look at that schedule, every game, you're like, man, where's a win in here outside Mm -hmm. of Oakland. And right now I don't even want to bang on Oakland because I feel like we're we're not at Oakland's level. We're not, but no, they're no, pretty no. bad. But <laughs> but it's like that's not going to tell that that series. But it's like when you look at the rest of it, it's crucial. You can you can really put yourself out of it by the end of June if you don't really put together. And I don't even care if like you don't even need to do that. You know, ten game win streak. Just put together put together some series. Just get some series wins. And that's how you start building back. And I think it's it's crucial coming up with the next two against against the Mets in Washington, especially in your division. You know, Detroit's not the best. So if you can come out of these, you know, with two series wins this week, I, I think then you're starting to look in the right direction. But I mm-hmm. I don't believe they will. So
0: yeah.
1: Um Dean, your 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 sentiments on that. Do you
0: think we can get a real a really good idea of how the rest of the summer is going to look by the time we get to mid to late June. I mean, well, I no, think I mean realistically, I think I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard question to ask you because in your brain, it's already done. Yeah. But, I mean, would you say for those who maybe have hope for the rest of the season, what are your – by mid to late June,
2: do you think that's where we're going to come up um, what the identity is for the rest of the year? Yeah, probably. And like I said, I mean, I think this is they're exactly what they are. And if you can't see it, I get it. You know, you, you, not you guys. I'm saying just yeah, you yeah. listeners out there. You guys, you guys drank the Kool Aid. Listen, I was a little bit on, on it too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I figured you make it to the World Series and you make a couple good moves in the offseason. You'd be right there battling for that playoff spot, you know, mm-hmm. and, and right back in the playoffs, which I mean, bottom line is just make the playoffs. That makes me happy. Yeah. Bare minimum. Just make the playoffs. And then you can always get hot and get to the World Series again. You Last know what I mean? Year. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I just want you to compete. So that's why I get so frustrated when, when there is no competition. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just looked at, uh, just a side note, real fast. I just looked at because it you brought up the Dodgers and they did, they swept them, they lost. Uh, they lost four to thirteen to and one, and then they were up in that third game and blew the game and lost ten to six. Wasn't that the one mean, that gave up like was...
1: thirty-seven runs in three yeah. games yeah. or something uh, ridiculous like so, that?
2: Yeah, I, I misspoke <clears throat> on that. That was a nice so monkey it's like, walk-off granny, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> um <laughs> So it's like before it's that I did agree like... with
1: Chris. They did play they have always played him tough. Up the... yeah, until I do the <laughs> Um they
2: they typically play him tough here in Philly. They always get, like, destroyed in L.A., but to Philly, they always play them pretty tough. Um, But anyway, I I think, but then I think there are some people who are probably going to hold out hope till the All-Star break. They Mm -hmm. figure, a lot of people think that's the halfway point of the season. It's about the halfway point. It's usually about 10 games after Mm -hmm. the halfway point. Um, But I, people need to wake up. I mean, listen, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a different sport than a lot of other sports. You can't just be like, You can't just be like, oh, well, we just won't go to the stadium. Well, they obviously don't care because Mm -hmm. baseball stadiums rarely sell out on a consistent basis anyway. This isn't like, you know, uh, a European football match, soccer match, where like half the stadium can get up and leave if their team is losing. And then goes, oh, my God, that's a big thing or football Mm -hmm. or basketball. So it's it's hard to send a message with baseball. It really is. Um, I've noticed that. I mean, look at the A's. Yeah, you know no what one's I mean? Listening. So, yep,
0: no one listens. Uh,
2: um, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I I think your time period is probably about right for the people who are still holding out hope. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I want nothing more to be wrong. I would love the 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 the, yeah. the 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 all star break to come around, and we're somehow ten games over five hundred and right in the thick of things for maybe even the division. You never know. Yeah, I just I don't see it personally. Yeah. What's what makes me the most upset is
0: that the division for a little bit, for a while, up until like the last, you know, week or so, all of a sudden the the Braves are now 11 games over 500, but there was for the majority of the season, the division was right there to be taken over by the Phillies. The Braves were down and out for a little bit. They couldn't just find their way. The Mets have been metting since the beginning of the season But, you know, you would think at some point something's going to turn around for them. If not, that's wonderful as well. But the Phillies, for some reason, have not had that catch fire moment. Like, I can't even, like, look at this team and be like, yeah, they're capable right now of winning six games in a row. Like, I know they did win, like, five in a row at one point. But now I'm looking at this team, and they've gotten worse since that point. This was, like, three weeks ago. Uh, Jay, like, I can't look at this team and be like, you know what? I think we're going to be okay because I think this is the kind of team that can rally off six, seven, eight wins in a row. I just don't feel that kind of confidence level right now. Do you?
1: So so the problem with that statement is, you know, when they, you're right, they did win five in a row, but right after that, they lost five in a row <laughs> right before that they, lost, they lost like six in a row, yeah. you know, and so they're, they're just so, so they, they've shown that they can do it. But like I said earlier, we, they've proven they kind of give you that hope and then they just rip it right away. Yeah. So I just, I'm trusting what I, I'm, I'm saying again, you, you know, you mentioned last week, you're like, man, you just seem quiet. I'm like, well, I just don't know what to say at I this just- point. It's, they're just so bad. And, and I, you know, I know I have to believe, you know, what Dean's saying, cause I, I didn't want to believe him Dean, you know, we we joked with Dean's Mr. Negativity, but it's like really not the team's just not the best. Yeah, like he he wear his his negativity on the team. Like you're really seeing it, and it, they just you don't know what to fix. You just don't know what moves you can make. Um, the, outside the problem
0: of- is we don't know what this team is from day to day. They yeah, that, they're that, so
2: Jekyll and Hyde, and
0: and it goes back, Jay. And this I'm gonna give you credit here. I think they have an identity crisis. And I think it goes back to what you said last week, where the culture is awful. I mean, every single time I turn the Phillies on, which is every, every day, every day they play, I watch the Phillies. What? I look at my, I look at the TV. I go, well, what are we getting today? What team is coming out today? Is this the 10 to, to two Phillies? or Are they going to be losing 14 to, to one? And that to me is just an, awful recipe for being june already that's my issue yeah. is i don't know what Philly's team we're getting every day and that's really bothersome right now for me with how
2: talented this roster is from top to bottom i mean that does yeah, I, I, chris, yeah i i chris i completely i completely agree like the, the team is too talented um but i think i also will put this a little bit of the blame on um I I I will say management as a whole that includes mm-hmm. the manager mm-hmm. and the front office. Um, this is a team with a lot of personalities, so you need like an established manager mm-hmm. to manage that. Um, no offense to Rob Thompson. He's been in he's been in the league for a long time. He was yeah. Girardi's bench coach forever. You thought Girardi be the guy to do it. Um and is it was it Girardi not getting the best out of his players? Were mm-hmm. a lot of these players maybe just not as good as we thought they were? Mm. There you, um, go. you know, so because that guy had loaded rosters in New York Yeah. Won a World Series made the playoffs every single season
1: yeah. You know,
2: he was manager of the year with the Marlins you know, because mm-hmm. they were expected to lose like 120 games and they only lost like 82 or mm-hmm. something like that one year Um so was it Joe Girardi, or is it this team is full of a bunch of prima donnas?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, see, um, I don't
1: think they're prima donnas.
2: You just think they're not good enough. I, mean,
1: I just they're, don't. They're
2: I highly paid agree. players. No, I agree. I, agree. Probably,
1: hi- I, I think you know. I, to me, when I see, see like, I think you know, look in different sports, like Sammy Sosa was that type of. If he felt like he wanted to be out there. Like did that, like did none of these guys, like when I see in football, you see a lot of Chad Ochoa Cinco, T.O. None of these players strike me as that type of personality. I just, I don't think there's an actual leader. I, I don't know. I don't know if there is a leader on this team. Mm. There's not one player and it should be Bryce. And I know last year they all said Schwarber, but it, it just felt like, you know, looking back at it now, it felt like, our, our 1990 it's our generation's 93 fills it, so it's what it feels you, like it's just but there's so much more talent on this team but at what point do you think baseball has out?
0: become too much of an individual base sport to where Ooh. having a solid <clears throat> leader is something that is effective in a baseball locker room like look I've been in so like uh, I've been in so many NHL locker rooms, so many. And I, you know, it was my life for 13 years. And when I used to walk into a Flyers locker room every single night, you knew right away who the leaders were, who the voices were. Like, I'm just going to do like a, for instance, when Chris Pronger was on the Philadelphia Flyers, every day, whether it was after practice or after a game, you knew walking through the building afterwards, when there was players, you knew who the boss was. Who the who the guy that was going to speak up, who the guy was going to handle the tough questions, and who the guy was that was going to have to talk to a player when something needed to be said. When it came to like a Mike Richards, same thing, just wasn't vocal. He was more of I'm going to go on the ice and I'm just I'm going to show you how to play, and you're either going to follow me or there's going to be a problem afterwards, and there'll be a quiet conversation somewhere else. But you knew somebody was the voice, somebody was the player that was looked up to in a hockey locker room. Um, It, I don't feel like this, that's the way it is in baseball because hockey is the ultimate team sport. There's no other game in the world that is more of a team sport than hockey baseball. I just don't view it as that much of a team sport. It's an individual game. I mean, it's an individual. I mean, everything is stat based. Um, that's depends on well, the to franchise
1: I too. I, I just, I'm going to go. It's more franchise. I'm going to go. Not so much point. individual players, franchise. but exactly mm-hmm. my thought. And we had this discussion, you know, I don't think we had it on air. I think it was through a text message and I was championing and cha- championing, cha- championing. I don't, yes. is that, I forgot mm-hmm. how to say it. I don't know how to say it, but okay. that basically for Bauer and we were talking about it. I thought, you know, with what he was, I think one to Cy Young, such a, you know, very good pitcher. Why not give that guy a chance? And the difference is when I remember just, I remember, I forget what the context conversation was, but it was basically, I I was like, you, you, somebody said, I think it was you, Chris, that said they voted him basically to leave the Dodgers. That was a Mm -hmm. team an organization thing. So to me, basically, you know, no matter how good that player is, the organization said, we don't want it. When you look at the Phillies, regardless of what players said, they let a similar situation, it may not have been the same same exact thing, and Dubo Herrera come in and play after they had suspended him because the team was bad. So when you look at a team like the Dodgers, who basically something went down, they kicked them off of the team. The organization said, we're not putting up with this. The Phillies are a type of organization that have shown us, just as recently as the Dodgers did, they're an organization that will – be okay with some of the other stuff and we're not really worried about it until we realize he's just not a good player at this point mm-hmm. so they're willing to take that chance I, I think it's more of an organization that they just don't they don't know what it takes they don't know what to do that's a good and point it's outside of like i think putting together we've said it before it's not, it's a lot of the teams are teams that are built from the bottom top now i get it I think Bryce, you know, has a lot of friends in baseball. He's played with a lot of guys, especially them growing up. Um, But I think there's something to be said for, you know, your Jimmy, your Chase, your Cole, Howard coming up through the system together, building that bond. So now when I say something, it means more because I've been there every day with you for 10 years instead of, like Dean said earlier, putting this conglomerate of superstars together and saying we're going to play good. Well, that maybe they. They don't know what to say to each other. There's not that trust built there. And I think it's more to do with just the culture and the organization that just isn't. They're just losing organization. They don't know what it takes to win. Yeah, uh, that's
2: exactly what, exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. I was going to say, I mean, look at when, when you when you sign or you come up for the Yankees, right? And you put those pinstripes on um, the expectation every year is to win a World Series. Even if they don't do it, that's your expectation as the greatest American sports franchise in the history of all the sports, you know, nobody comes close to the Yankees, the NY on that hat. I'm not trying to defend the Yankees. I was just saying that's your expectation. When you go to the Red Sox, a team who has won four world series in the last 20 years, right? Um, your expectation is to compete. When you go to the Dodgers, you put on those, the, the, the best looking uniforms in all baseball and with a team that has been dominant in the NL, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um their expectations is to win the and they've been in what three world series in the last mm-hmm. 6 years yeah their expectations is to win a world series mm-hmm. when you come to the phillies your expectations is probably to collect a paycheck um and have the fans make up cute little nicknames for you <laughs> um you know the 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 old the guys who used to hang up in the you know the wolf pack up in the 600 level the vet 700 level the vet and stuff like that like that's what it is in philly because we have a we have a a culture of losing a, in the city that's not just the phillies that's like across the board this is a city of loser franchises that can't win anything i mean i don't care if the eagles win but you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like it's a it's a it's a cultural thing in philadelphia that we're the underdog and we have to do it through like a grassroots organization so you come to philly you're not expected to win anything you're just here like a guy like a loser like Jake Arrieta comes here and collects steals $25 million a year for three mm-hmm. years because he's not expected to be the Cy Young Jake Arrieta that he was when they won a World Series. He's expected to just come and pitch his game and collect his checks in a city that doesn't hold their players accountable or uh, demands better from them. They just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Understood. Um, so here we go.
0: All right. Friends, family, loved ones, I bet you haven't purchased Father's Day gift. Have you, though? If not, not to fear. The leaders in the below the waist grooming are right here, right in front of your face. I'm talking about our friends at Manscaped. They're saving the day yet again with a total package for the father figure in your life this year. It's time to upgrade his game from waist to face with this exclusive offer. Have him join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped get 20% off and free shipping with the code baseball 20 at manscaped.com. So let's start with the ultimate father's day MVP, the performance package 4.0 inside this package. You'll find their signature lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, brand new weed whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner performance, box of briefs and a travel bag to hold all his goodies. And we can't forget about the moneymaker. Manscaped has absolutely changed the game with a new Beard Hedger Pro Kit for fathers around the globe. Included is the Beard Hedger Trimmer, Beard Shampoo, Plus Conditioner, Beard Oil, Beard Balm, and the two free gifts with their signature beard, comb, and scissors. We all know dads love their comfort. If his grooming routine is already dialed in, make sure to hook him up with the Manscaped Boxers 2.0. These are without a doubt the best boxers uh, for men of all ages, I have quite a few pairs of these. Thanks to my friends at Manscaped, it's all I wear. It's incredible. Um, we all know that um, whether he's he's mowing the lawn or taking out the trash or golfing in the sun, these moisture wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. And for those who those men who chafe, we are getting to the season where chafing becomes painfully uh more common than not. Head over to Manscaped.com and get the manscapes um anti-chafing boxers. Trust me, guys, they are immensely worth it. Honestly. I'm speaking from the heart there. I'm, I'm just, that's a truth bomb. Um, those anti-shafing anti shaving boxers are tremendous. And they're just so comfortable as well. Uh get 20% off free shipping with our code baseball20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code baseball20. Make this Father's Day one he won't forget with Manscaped. All right. Before we head out of here, boys, I read something. Um, Actually, I I heard something uh, coming out of ESPN, which uh, ESPN plus from uh, uh, Disney. God, ESPN uh, (laughs) baseball insider Buster Olney. He he wrote an interesting article on the possible suitors of Shohei Otani. It's funny. Jason's like beard perked out when I said Shohei Otani. So, you know. This is this is only regarding the Otani free agency. So like as of May 29th, as of today, the Los Angeles Angels are 2 games over 500, which shows you how bad the Phillies are right now. You know, barring the Angels like <laughs> completely bottoming out and receiving an offer they can't refuse, Otani will likely remain an Angel for the rest of this season. But as we've talked about before on this show, he only does point out there are obvious favorites. You know, the Dodgers, they trimmed their payroll by 15% this season, presumably to put themselves front and center in a great financial position to bid on Otani. You know, you look at the two New York teams, especially Steve Cohen uh, of the Mets, uh, they'll obviously be in a discussion. Uh, Angels owner uh, Artie Marino could also shock the world and, you know, basically, you know, give Otani stake in the franchise, to, to, you know, <laughs> come back and <laughs> retain uh his, his, you know, two way star player only gets kind of interesting here. He doesn't put the Phillies in the obvious favorites category, but he puts them in a, t- in that second tier that puts them with other high spending teams like the Padres and Cubs um, as teams to really look out for, um, you know, he, you know, only did put the Phillies and I think he put the Red Sox in the, a pair of potential players category. The vet, you know, the only notes of the Phillies may not have the appetite to carry, you know, more than a half a billion dollar contract on the books, but he did say, um, uh, Castellanos can be moved. Shorber could be moved. Um, and then, and then you have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, uh, one of which is supposed to become free, one of which Nola will be a free agent at the end of this year, and Nola's contract will be off in the next two years. Uh, so the Phillies could absolutely look at Otani to fill that potential void. I look at it as, you know, it's just, you know, take that all for a grain of salt. Only a pretty locked in guy, has been for 25 years. But if we go back to March 20th, when John Middleton, the Phillies owner, was on WIP radio, he had apparently told the Phillies early in spring training that he would be disappointed if the Phillies won only one World Series during his reign. His goal, he told, he said this, his goal is to create one of the greatest teams in baseball history. So with all this new information, Jay, your your mic just moved, so something is going on with your <laughs> pants below the waist. Um going on there with all this being said in your eyes is there any chance in this universe that Shohei Otani's a Philadelphia Philly
1: you'd have to think the possibility like you want to believe it you really <laughs> do um like it's less than one right <laughs> like there's pro- yeah you know so it's you know it's that uh, dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And um, I just don't see how he does anything outside of L.A. or yeah. the Mets. Honestly, um, it's worth you know if you're Middleton with the way Middleton's talked um, and, and really like you said he's you know he said he's going to do it and he's he he's ponied up. Um, man, sign that type of player. That's That's a tough sell Mm -hmm. because you can't you can't you can't buy him and then suck either. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying sixty million, you like you well, you can, but you don't want to. It would be status
0: quo for Otani, so it's not like it'd be any different than what he's used to.
1: But it's
2: just you know, I I would think more than likely not. But Otani mm -hmm. is on a team with probably the best player in the league, with Mike Trout. Yeah. So. But he's
1: also said he wants to go to a winner. So I like, he's basically said, like, a uh, kind of opposite. Trout wanted Trout stuck with the team that drafts. And Motani said, I oh, listen, he even said in Japan, I want to play for a winner. You know, mm-hmm. you saw how he acted when they won the World wow. Baseball Classic. Yeah. Um, that's, I,
2: uh, that's not the Phillies or the Mets, my friends. Wow. <laughs>
1: the Mets still have talent. I, I think, I just still think it's more than likely going to be the Dodgers. Honestly, I, I can't I, see. Yeah. I think so too. Um, But like a less than 1% It'll be nice to talk about Hey, I I really didn't believe we were going to sign Bryce Harper But we did
2: I'm going to say this Uh, Go ahead Oh, I was just going to say Even if it does happen, I don't see us making the playoffs Um <laughs> say three I'd world say... series
1: if we sign him i'm saying three world series right no,
2: now i i okay we can sign him right but like uh you know who's who else is going to pitch is it going to be otani and then Tejel, five days a week taewon walker and Rangers no. ranger Suarez No, not for 600 million
1: dollars you're pitching 162 games a year yeah i'm oh like you, you know you may have i may put two bullpen arms in that's it outside of that you're going 100 and you're dh in every game too so Bryce, you better pony up that arm because you're getting back in the outfield going first base. So, because Otani's playing every game, every inning, before $600 million,
0: before we get to our our, this upcoming week schedule predictions, win losses, I'm going to say this. What the Phillies do at the trade deadline will tell me exactly what I need to know for what their plan is this offseason. That's where I'm that's what I'm going to say. If they somehow if they have to blow this up and it gets worse than what it is now and they come to July, the end of July and you see guys like Schwarber, Nola or Wheeler, Casalanos, um, if you see a big contractor to come off those books, I think that tells me what they're looking for down the line in the offseason.
1: I wouldn't be shocked if it was a Anola, a, a Cassidy, or schwaber Schwarber. I, those ones, to me, aren't as big of a deal. Cassidy, if he stays playing like this, I would be kind of shocked. Yeah. Um, but I think those three, if they believe they're out of contention this year... You can I think if you can get something good in return for next season, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see that like if you moved anyone else outside of that, then yeah, I'm kind of a wheeler would definitely shock me because mm-hmm. then you'd have nobody next year. Um, and that would tell me more. But I think those three dudes, I wouldn't be as shocked as if they moved them. Yeah. Um All right, here we go. Three in New York against the
0: Mets, three against the Nationals up this week as we enter June. What are you guys thinking as a record-wise? I'll go first. I always go last. Um, I had the Phillies going 4-2 uh, and two this week. Um, again, don't ask me why. I just have a feeling they're going to have one of those weeks where they drag you back in a little bit, um, only to possibly go in and you know lose two or three or get swept by the Tigers next week. So I feel like this is one of those weeks where they pull you back in for just a minute or so. And I have them going four and two.
2: I, I'm also thinking four and two. Okay.
1: You can't do this to me. Why do I have to be the negative one this oh, week? Oh, you're one and five. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm somewhere. You know, I'm at two point five. That's where my over under is. If I'm okay. if I'm as a bet man, I would set it for the Phillies this week at two point five. Um, I don't see any more than three wins. I I do think. Uh, the Mets take two or three of us from us. And I wouldn't be shocked if they had two wins. I just don't uh, trust this team right now.
2: I mean, it's a good I point. I, I personally, um, I think the Mets take two or three. Um, okay. And I, I just got a feeling we're going to sweep the Nationals.
0: Awesome. All right, that'd be nice. Um, God, I would love, I would really like to take two or three against the Mets at least. But um, all right. So, guys, here we go. We have a contest going on, a giveaway. So if you guys have it to our Instagram page at RTV Baseball, um, you'll see that post there for our big giveaway, which is two tickets uh, to a future Phillies game of your choice. Uh, we are going to announce the winner next Sunday, our very next episode of the Ring the Bell Podcast. We are going to announce the winner. All you have to do is the following. Like and share the post. Uh, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a star rating and leave a written review. And then in the comments, let us know who your favorite Philadelphia Philly is of all time. That's all you have to do to get in the running. And we will announce the winner that will hopefully be you next Sunday on our next episode of the Ring the Bell podcast. Uh, head over to Twitter at Ring the Bell. A56. Can I answer Can I enter? it? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Anyone can. Um, but are, uh, are you guys going to pick me? I think I probably no, will. No, not a chance. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that's <funny>. wink, wink.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, head over uh, again. Twitter at ring the bell eight five six. Head over to Facebook and look for us on the search bar. Ring the bell, Phillies podcast, and again on Instagram at RTB Baseball. Um, we're hoping for a good week, Phils. Give us something. Give us something to look forward to as we start a brand new month. Uh, with this warm weather, uh, the hot and the warm and hot weather is moving in. Let's see if this is a uh, a warm weather team like they've been in the past. Who knows? They still can't pitch, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm C. Francesco. That's Jason Kent and Dean Hall's Apple. And we'll catch you guys down the road. And as always, go Fills.